Welcome to the People's Wrestling Podcast, where your opinions matters. This week on episode 8 of Leave It On The Mat, we will be talking about a show that debuted on October the 2nd, 2019. Yes, this is the flagship programme of All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. I am alongside my co-host, a man who loves joining and singing along to Chris Jericho's Judas, it's James. <laughs> How you Dan? How are you? I'm alright, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you very much. Looking forward to talking about AEW this week. Yeah, I mean, we've been wanting to do it for a while, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely something that's been on our minds. We've been enjoying the product since 2019. Yeah. And I feel that we've got some good material to go off. Definitely. So, yeah, so definitely uh, I'll allow you now to lead the way forward for this uh, this week's show. Thanks for allowing me, James. Well, should we talk about Revolution? Oh, God, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. What a great... Um, great pay-per-view. Pay-per-view. I mean, what a way to kick off 2021. Yes, yeah. I mean, um, I'll, I'll, I'll point out some of the matches that I really enjoyed, and I know you were watching it alongside me, so you'll probably agree here. Uh, the Young Bucks versus Chris Jericho and MJ, MJF for the... Uh, World Tag Team Championship. Yeah, really close match that was, wasn't it? Back very, and forth. Very tight, really, really good. Great finish as well on Jericho yeah. by the Jackson brothers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very good. You know, they're, they're the best tag team in the world at the minute, oh, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. They uh, they bring a lot to the table. Yeah, so absolutely. I really enjoyed that match. Um, then I'll say the Casino Tag Team Royale for the future AEW Tag Team Championship match. Yeah, that was unexpectedly good, wasn't it? I thought I wasn't sure what to expect from that match, but no. it turned out pretty good. No, I mean, like... um, yeah, I mean the ending between Ray Phoenix and Jungle Boy. Oh, yeah. that was great. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was two guys that really needed that chat time, didn't they, yeah. to shine? Yeah. So that was uh, that was really good. Great chemistry and and yeah, surprise ending, mm. and I liked that. Yeah. Definitely. The uh, the the big thing for me though was the last three matches. I mean, the face of the revolution ladder match for a future AEW TNT Championship match. That yeah. was uh, really? that was very interesting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Scorpio Sky winning, I thought, was a nice touch. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. Interesting to see what obviously he's going to do moving forward with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, also then, I think we'll have to agree on this because we've talked about this a few times now uh, over the past week. 
we um, agree that the Derby Allen Sting versus Team Taz of Brian Cage and Ricky Starks, the street fight match, was our favourite match of the night. Oh God, yeah, it was just something special, wasn't it? Well, it was a, it was like cinematic <laughs> cinematic yeah. match at its best. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the whole entrances, the entrance between um, with Darby Allen and Sting, Darby Allen on oh, his yeah. skateboard, yeah. Sting in the four before. Then you had that sort of like posse of people yeah. in Sting yeah. masks yeah. with their hoods up, and yeah. then uh, I thought the the great touch was half of Sting had his, half of his own face paint. Yeah. And yeah. Darby Allen's on the other, and then the same vice versa with Darby yeah, Allen. Brilliant. Touch, that, that signified was... a great start to a new yeah. tag team, didn't it? Yeah, something, I loved something it. promising. Really good. Yeah, yeah, really good. I mean, that uh, coffin drop that he did. <laughs> that was just. Re- that, I mean, and and also when he uh, went when he threw the bat perfectly. To oh stick. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was he caught uh, it perfectly, didn't it? I mean, I mean, Sting at sixty-one. What is he? Sixty-one years old now. Mm, I yeah. mean, the way he wrestles, he wrestles. I mean, he looked fantastic. It's his first match back in nearly seven years. Yeah. He looked great, didn't he? Unbelievable. I mean, still got it. Oh, I mean, and then the, the main event, the exploding barbed wire death oh, match God. for the AEW World Championship between Kenny Omega and John Moxley. I mean, that was just amazing. That was mental. Wasn't I've it? never seen anything like that in my life. Yeah. That, um, it was fireworks galore, wasn't it? Yeah, there was like stuff going off, wasn't there? Some great moves in that match as well. Remember that the um, what's Moxie's finisher that he does? Oh um, yeah, it's the he DDT, did it on the bar isn't it? Yeah, it? yeah. That was, a, that was a nice, nice move. That, that was, was good. Oh, oh yeah, onto the t- off, off the top, on, yeah. off the uh, eight ring apron. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I thought that Omega at the end oh, hitting God, the yeah. hitting the one winged angel on a chair yeah. on to Moxley. <laughs> I mean that was just incredible. That that, was that last bit there. was that was it. <laughs> but yeah, all in all, a fantastic show. Ten out of ten. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So um, obviously that's revolution. So let's move on and talk about AEW. You know, as a product, as a Absolutely. brand. Absolutely. So um, let's kick it off with Tony Khan. So he's a lifelong avid fan of professional wrestling, as you know, um, and he officially announced on January two thousand nineteen this new professional wrestling promotion, AEW along with its first pay-per-view event, Double or Nothing. So a few things to ask you, James. Uh, what do you think of Tony Khan, obviously, first off? Well, Tony Khan, I see and hear when people in the industry talk about him. They describe a very positive, enthusiastic, passionate and well-driven individual. Mm. Uh, he sounds like one hell of a businessman. A co-owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, the NFL yeah. team... Uh, Fulham FC, the Premier League yeah, team, course, yeah. and uh, of course AEW. Also, from what I have heard from other podcasts, including Talk is Jericho, Grilling JR, and Insight with Chris Van Vliet, he really seems to look after his wrestlers or colleagues very well. Yeah, that's good. He's also very young still, so to be what, 38 years old and have all these business ventures is quite incredible. I mean, if he has all this now at the age that he is, there is a lot more exciting things to come from Tony Khan and the Khan family. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And um, do you like the way how he doesn't get like directly involved? Do you like how he's just like a backstage presence? You don't really see him 
or anything like that. Do you like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, we've we've obviously seen him. I think we saw him all from memory. Was when on the Brodie Lee appreciation. Yeah. I think he was there then to give Brod represent to give Brodie Lee's uh, family the TNT Championship, yeah. the replica championship. So I think that was the one time I saw him on TV, or they mm. I remember the most. But yeah, I think that it's good that he's doing that. I mean, I'd love to see him getting more involved. I think maybe he's just focusing on the talent. Yeah, I think that's a great then, idea. Yeah. And then who knows? I'd love to see him on TV. I'd love to see him be some sort of character, have some sort of character yeah. about him. It'd be great yeah. to see. Um, um, did you say about the uh, the pay per view? Well, yeah, well? this is my next question. Um, so, what were your thoughts on obviously the pay per view then? Well the, um, well, the pay-per-view double or nothing, I mean, wow, what a way to kick off a brand new promotion. Um, the match quality was there, the atmosphere was electric. From a creative standpoint, it really connected extremely well with the fans. Yeah. Uh, for a minute hearing JR's voice and the roar of the crowd, I thought I was going back in time to the Attitude Era. Oh, yeah. um, the final three matches on the card blew me away. Cody v Dustin Rhodes was a classic, probably for me was the match of the night, and I would even go as far as to say a match of the year candidate. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was that good. That was pure chemistry and storytelling at its finest. Also, I would say this was the best match that I have ever seen from Dustin Rhodes. Got a big statement. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I think that's... Uh, in my opinion, definitely his best match. Better than um, the matches that he had when Misty was around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't really have a good TNA run as uh, Black Rain, did he? Bless him. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, moving on, the Young Bucks defeated the Lucha Brothers in an unbelievable tag team match. I would say after watching that match, it reminded me of the glory days between, say, the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... Jericho versus Kenny Omega, uh, where the winner faced the Casino Battle Royale winner, which was won by Adam Page. They would face one another to crown the inaugural AEW World Champion at All Out. Um, great match, very strong main event. Uh, this was unfinished business as these two, Omega and Jericho, faced one another in New Japan where Omega was victorious, uh, now Jericho is the one to even the score. Yeah, yeah. Um, after the match, we saw John Moxley attack Omega, uh, making his jump from WWE to AEW. Exciting lift-off for the company, absolutely. Um, and, and then, you know, it's... it's uh, that's that was good. The, yeah. the the Moxley debut was really really good. It sent. I mean, there the crowd went really crazy for that. Yeah. That was yeah. good because obviously I'd liked um, him in uh, WWE as mm. Dean Ambrose. Yeah. So yeah. I was excited to see what he was going to do in AEW. Excellent. And um, I know it's obviously pretty early days, but um, where where do you see the company in say like five years time? Um. Okay. So. I'm going to say in five years, um, I would like to see a well-built, utilised roster uh, for them to be bigger and much more established. Uh, touring worldwide, the brand to be highly competing with the WWE. I definitely think, though, that they can tick a few boxes already. But um, one for me is they have delivered a sport-like wrestling product and it's very fast-paced, and I really um, think that the 
uh, in reach in ring action is very exciting. So it's really yeah. heading into promising and exciting times. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, I mean, you've mentioned obviously Jim Ross already there, so um, I just want to ask you like what you think about the commentators in AEW. Obviously, Jim Ross and the rest of the guys. Well, first of all, in my opinion, good old JR or Jim Ross is the greatest wrestling commentator of all time. Yeah, yeah. I think that's... Uh, I mean, y- yeah. y- you all have your favourites, but in my opinion, I just think he's the best. His yeah. delivery is superb. I like the way he brings so much passion and love to the business. He speaks very highly of AEW on his podcast and seems to be in a happy place when he's talking about this company. Yeah. Um, other people I mentioned, Tony Schiavone... Um, and Je- well, and Jerry the King Lawler would be a close second in terms of commentating. So I think that yeah. after JR, those two are my favourites. Shivani's got that kind of voice, doesn't he? Like, is it something about his voice? Which yeah. Which is very kind of like, you know, like big, like big, like the atmosphere of it. You can definitely and throw his vo- it out And his there. voice, like JR's, hasn't like, um, it. Ha- it's even, it's just strengthened. Yeah, yeah. It seems to yeah. be on the same as what it was and it's mm. so, it's still so strong. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, Shivani. He adds that uh, extra special material to Jr. And uh, this is a dream team. I mean, a pairing for the both of them. Yeah. I mean, it's fantastic. A former WWF WWE commentator with a WCW legend commentator. Yeah. It, it's it's fantastic. I mean, yeah. who would have thought? I know. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. So um, yeah, he was the voice uh, and a great commentator for the WCW and another veteran that has a lot of passion for his job. Yeah. Uh, Excalibur. Excalibur is somebody who's observant, I think, to Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone. Yeah. I definitely think going forward he'll have picked up a hell of a lot from both. Yeah. And um, he'll he'll end up taking on the reins when those two eventually retire. Yeah, he knows all the moves as well, doesn't he? Like, comes out with these names of moves that I'm like, oh, bloody hell. Like. Well, I'm not surprised being in uh, the Lucha Libre <laughs> yeah, exactly, and, yeah. you know, and um, in Mexico. I mean, he'll have picked up an awful lot, yeah. wouldn't he? So, yeah, yeah I mean, I like Excalibur, though. He yeah, sort of seems cool. to be there and he's ready. I think, I think the three is important. I think yeah. just with Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross... Yeah, it's great, but I think Excalibur being there, it just mm. looks good. I mean, yeah. there's a, yeah. there's other guest commentators that are good. Jericho always seems to yeah, bring a yeah, lot to the yeah. table. I agree, um, yeah. And then um, Taz always was good in yeah, the WWE. Yeah, Taz was always good, wasn't he? So, yeah. yeah, we have some good commentating people, even that come on as guests. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely good. Brilliant. Um, oh, you just mentioned him there, so let's talk about Chris Jericho. Y2J. Yeah. Um, thoughts on him? And well, the big move? well, yeah, um, this was the biggest signing of AEW when they announced they were going to be a promotion back in January 2019. Yeah. So, Jericho, rewind the clock back, he's finishing in the WWE, and let's face it, there was nothing else for him to achieve there. He'd achieved everything. I feel that Jericho... um, wasn't probably it was he wasn't used as great as he used to be when he was in his final few years with the WWE. I mean the rivalry of Kevin Owens was great if you yeah, remember that. Yeah, I remember that. And yeah. then all of a sudden it's sort of like I thought that would have been a great title match at WrestleMania and they end up having Goldberg coming in, beating Owens, then it then all of a sudden it's United States title, then they're in in, in a card that's only second on the card in WrestleMania, and yeah. it's all sort of like 
Yeah, using using Jericho in the mm. WWE in that time wasn't great. Yeah, and also I don't think he would have been able to have done the character he is now in the WWE. Yeah, that's a very good point. They yeah. seem to have liked giving him this uh, the list and this sort of like it was always either white. There was only three or four characters the WWE yeah, could do yeah. in the WWE. He couldn't do this persona that he's doing now. Mm. And I think he's got a lot more creative control over himself now, which is great. Yeah, I yeah. think I think it's good for him at the back end of his career. Yeah. I mean, uh, I like this new persona. I think the way that the crowd chanted to his yeah, music. Yeah. <laughs> and he... You know, that's. I think that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to incorporate his rock... rock um, his rock character yeah. into, into it, and um, no, I like the way he comes out. I mean, when he when you look back in Japan, he looked like he had chrome weight makeup on. He looked a bit like a cross between um, Brandon Lee from The Crow and um, oh, Clockwork Orange. Oh yeah, yeah. He looked a bit like him, didn't he, with the sort yeah. of like the makeup. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And then he obviously he went on the independent circuit after WWE and um, wrestled Omega in Japan, and then now. These two meet yeah. at the first pay per view and double or nothing. So Jericho's a great sort of uh, sort of asset for the company. Yeah. You know what? What I mean? What do they call it? The um, I'm trying to think now what it is. A good sponsor, isn't it? Or a uh, he calls himself the demo god, doesn't the he? Demo he god, the demo god. demographic. That right. that that's it. Yeah. That's right. But um, no, he, he's very good for the company. Yeah. Very good ambassador for the company. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Sorry, I was just thinking about that. But no, he, um, no, I, I'd like to see Jericho stick around for a couple of more years. I know he's like fifty years old now, but I still think that like he can do a lot for wrestling. Mm. Do you think? Um, just to like an added question about Chris Jericho. Do you think he helps out the younger guys there as well? Do you think oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, look at Jericho going back to the WWE. How many years was he putting over the uh, the young stars yeah. when he was in his last few years of the WWE? Yeah. He was making guys shine left, right and centre. Yeah. This is the same in AEW. He's really pushing these guys to really make a name for themselves. And what better name to wrestle than the legend Chris Jericho? Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I mean, what I like about Dynamite is they also do something different to the promotions, uh, stands out. Is they put on these special episodes. Uh, so, for example, they have done Halloween, Thanksgiving, Bash at the Beach, and uh, anniversary shows as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? And is there any like standout um, episodes from obviously the past year or so? Well, I think that these special episodes are really good. They're very key, aren't they? Mm, key key yeah. episodes. Like mini pay views, aren't they? Yeah, I like that. I think that's great. Mm. You know, they're, they're, giving, they're giving the fans a lot more, aren't they? So it's like yeah. Dynamite, they've got The Dark on YouTube, haven't they? Yeah. Um, which is obviously they've got something going on with the big show now that does that online. And um, yeah, these sort of special episodes that are sort of like set up a pay-per-view or a couple of episodes building up to a pay-per-view, I think you, we, we're getting added extra material. That is very good. I mean, this is an exciting wrestling brand. Yeah. I actually think, in a lot of in a lot of ways, it's probably the best wrestling brand today. Yeah. Out of, all, out of everything. I think the action's just superb. I mean, we're always getting great matches. I mean, yeah. just to say I watched last week's Dynamite and to say that Matt Jackson and Ray Phoenix had an absolute classic. Oh, yeah. What, yeah. A, what an opener. Really I mean, we see, we see one to two, sometimes three, mm. quality pay-per-view worthy matches yeah. on yeah. every episode of Dynamite, don't we? Yeah. Well, there was that Sammy Guevara 
um, Kenny Omega match a while back, wasn't there? Do you remember that one? Yes, that yes, I remember that. Match, that was. But when you're talking about matches, I've, I've, I've wrote a few down that came to mind, and I remember these ones well. Chris Jericho versus Scorpio Sky for the AEW World Championship at the November 2019 Thanksgiving episode. That was really yeah. good. That was when Scorpio Sky was really close to upsetting Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a great match. Um, the Saturday Night Dynamite back in August 2020. Um, Cody versus Brody Lee for the TNT Championship. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was a really good match. Yeah. The winter is coming in December of last year. Uh, the AEW World Championship match, the main event, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Yeah. That was where Omega um, beat Moxley to uh, win the AEW Championship, and he's currently the AEW yeah. champion. The Brodie Lee Celebration of Life was a very heartfelt episode, honouring Lee and his faction, The Dark Order. Yeah, yeah. That was a really touching episode. Mm. I liked that. Um, it celebrated somebody um, who who passed very sadly uh, too early and too soon. So, uh, And it was also nice to see a guy like Brodie Lee get a good push. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say that in the like, last few months, when he had the suit on and he did some fantastic promos. Yeah, he did, yeah. And it was yeah. just such a shame that he was just starting to break out yeah. as a singles guy and really sort of like found his path, didn't he? Found yeah. his way uh, with this promotion. So, yeah, it's sad about Brodie Lee. So, uh, RIP to him. Uh, the New Year's Smash match, uh, 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 that was Kenny Omega versus Ray Phoenix for the World Championship. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to see these two uh, lock horns oh, yeah, again. Definitely. That was a great match. Yeah. So there, there's just a list of the matches. There's plenty of more. I could go on and on. I mean, the catalogue's just so endless, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and, you know, at the moment, which wrestlers and characters are the best? And um, who would you like to see get a push this year as well? Um, well, I mean, um, the wrestlers, first of all, to answer your first question, the wrestlers, I think, that are really uh, fresh and unique and the homegrown guys, uh, Darby Allen. I like his character. I like his punk sort of rock attitude. Uh, he's a straight edge guy. He comes to the ring on a yeah. skateboard. Yeah. He's got half of his face painted. He's just very different. And uh, I like it. I like his wrestling style. I love his finishing move. And then uh, next, Jungle Boy. I think Jungle Boy had a great match with a member of FTR. Was it Cash Wheeler or somebody like that? I can't quite remember. It was a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, now. I, I know. But Jung Jungle Boy wrestled fantastic. One of the best matches I've seen him in AEW. That was, yeah. a, that was a great match. Um, I think it was the episode where um, Luchasaurus had his horns cut oh, off. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was <laughs> so, funny, moment, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> but no, Jungle Boy's very good. You know, he, he's different. He's mm. fresh. And he's yeah. a good wrestler. Orange Cassidy. I know I call you Orange Cassidy, but uh, <laughs> no, I I like him. Freshly squeezed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him freshly squeezed. <laughs> Juicy bits. <laughs> no, but I mean, he's cool. I mean, he's got a really cool attitude, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, the critics love him, don't they? He's got that kind of like cool persona, hasn't he? It's very different, isn't it? Yeah, I like, I like it. Like I've seen for a while. I liked him when he first came along and he sort of like was just sat in the crowd with these yeah. Top Gun ev Evator shades. <laughs> yeah, on. yeah. Sort of like all denimed up, and yeah. yeah, he's just great. He's a he's a great character. I do like him. I think he's very very good. Sammy Guevara. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sammy Guevara is very good. He reminds me of a really young, cheeky sort of Eddie Guerrero sort yeah. of wrestler. Yeah. I think I can see really great things for him. I hope so, anyway, because yeah. I see a lot of talent yeah, in that Yeah, I agree. Um, tag teams, I'll mention some great tag teams. Obviously, Nick and Matt Jackson, who I've mentioned, who I think are the best tag team in the world at the minute, the Young yeah. Bucks. I mean, they uh, they just are sensational. Mm. They're brilliant in the yeah. ring. Um, Pentagon Jr. and his real life brother Ray Phoenix, the Lucha Brothers. Yeah. I mean, um, obviously, this is sad to see that they have um, split now. So, um, obviously, we've seen Pentagon Jr. is Pentarel, uh, Pen Painer, Painer, or something like that. Yeah, is it? yeah something it's like, like that. Pentarel, yeah, so um, like that. he's now he's now a, a heel, and uh, Ray Phoenix is um, aligned himself with Pac. Yeah. So they're obviously um, got a future world tag team shot, haven't they? Tag yeah, I think called the Death Triangle. Or That's right, the Death yeah. Triangle. Yeah. So yeah, the Lucha Brothers—they're great. I, I I love the Lucha Brothers. Um, MJF. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm, I can't say that I'm a massive fan of his wrestling. You don't really like him to begin with, and then he—he's grown on yeah, me. Yeah, as a heel, I think he's—I um, think he's a very good heel. I think he's great yeah. on the mic, isn't he? He's very. He, I agree. He's very good on the mic. His scarf just really annoys me. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like the scarf. I don't like the scarf. But I tell you what, um, as a talent um, and he's for promos and for the way that he uh, he talks trash mm. and he is sort of sneaky. Uh, behind the scenes stuff yeah, yeah. that we've seen him trying to break up the inner circle um, MJF is very good yeah. I really like his sort of dick dastardly yeah. sort of like ski- <laughs> he's a schemer isn't he yeah um, he's a schemer Kenny Omega, I mean, in my opinion, he is without a doubt one of the best professional wrestlers in the world today. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I love his style. I mean, the way he comes out to that sort of like um, anime, uh, Japanese sort of like theme, the cleaner. The cleaner, yeah. He, the, the, don't you think the start's like something from The Running Man? That sort of build-up. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah, this is great. I love this. Yeah. I like his. Um, I like how he's aligned with um, Don Callis. Yeah, he's it? very good for him. I think yeah very good together aren't they good sort of manager and wrestler combination there definitely but uh, no Kenny Omega I mean wow he's just fantastic yeah Um, as for your next question as for who I'd like to see get a push this year Ray Phoenix I mean I'd like to see him get a title Um, either he gets back with his brother and they um, they win the tag titles I've wanted to see the Lucha Brothers win the tag team titles for a year now but it's sadly not happened yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen for quite a while now because I've mm. just said they're going on their own individual singles run yeah. well Phoenix is now with Pac as well um, but I would like to see a TNT or a world title. I think that would be great to see. Mm. Uh, I definitely think that him and Omega need to meet in the ring again. Yeah. That would be great to have sort of a world title there. Um, I think him versus Darby Allen would be quite interesting. That would be good. Yeah, the, style, wouldn't it? I think they're doing a lot, aren't they? At the minute, they can, um, they could probably throw him in the ring with his brother, yeah, Cody yeah. Rhodes. Um, there's quite a lot mm. of things they could do. Good, plenty of options there. I mean, yeah. uh, another guy I'll mention is Sammy Guevara. Mm. Just talked about him. He's been a bit quiet, I think, since his feud and matches with Matt Hardy. Yeah, sort of been around the inner circle. Had this falling out with the inner circle. Nothing really after that's been yeah. happening much. Um, so I think it's time he gets involved in something big. 
I mean, with a title, or uh, like we are seeing now, him and the Inner Circle going into a feud with MJF and his new stable. So that could get yeah, very interesting. Definitely. Um, maybe he'll join back with Jericho and become the less sex gods <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, that would be really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so you've got John Moxley, you've got Christian Cage, Sting, they're all big signings. Um, what do you think to these guys joining? Obviously, you can talk about them individually. And also, another question, um, who do you think is next to join AEW? Well, um, I think that John Moxley um, was is a good signing. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking after this death match, this barbed wire death match. What's we're exploding barbed wire death match. <laughs> it's a big word. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking what is next for him. That's yeah. What a good what point. opponent? Who's he going to go after next? Mm. I, he needs somebody strong to come in and challenge him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm. Th- I think I've got. Um, somebody in mind when I answer the next question I've got a good opponent in mind for John Moxley and I think you'll agree with that but we'll get to that after we've spoken about the signings um, Christian fantastic signing yeah I mean look at what he did he went to TNA um, as a mid-card guy tag team guy couldn't get any further up the ladder in the WWE goes to TNA straight into the main event becomes a big star the same thing is now looking like it's going to happen in AEW. Yeah, He's yeah. going to get main event. I can see him and Omega clashing in the next few months yeah, for yeah. the championship. Yeah. I'd love to see Christian win a title again. This is yeah. his last few years. I'd like to see him on top. Definitely. He never really got that uh, send-off from the WWE that he rightfully no, deserved. He just sort of quietly walked away. Yeah, yeah. And I think now it's sort of a bit of... Uh, a bit of unfinished business for the instant classic. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Sting, what a great signing. Yeah. I mean, that aligning with um, Darby Allen's great. He's 61 years of age. He looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what's next for Sting. I think he could have a really good year. Very solid year. I don't think we'll see him for no more than probably a couple of years in AEW. Mm. I think he just feels like I've got a little bit of gas left in the tank. Do you think he'll win the belt? It might. He might do. Do you think he needs to, or do you think um, it'll just kind of naturally happen? Do you think it's one of them things which would naturally happen? He doesn't need to, but I've got to say, it's always great. Sting always <laughs> winning the belt, will yeah. belt. It's always a great moment. Yeah, I'd like to see it. Why yeah. not? Yeah. I mean, he looks fantastic. Age, forget it. He just is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see Sting maybe on a Halloween episode of. Yeah. Uh, of, of a special episode of AEW, that'd be pretty cool. Mm. So, and then as for you saying, um, who do you think um, would be able to join or would we see joining AEW? You know, when I was saying to you about John Moxley, what's next? Uh, who would be a good opponent for him? I've got a great opponent, Bully Ray. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good Bully show. Ray is a free agent. He's finished in Ring of Honor. Bring him in. Yeah. I know there's a lot of ex-WWE superstars being signed lately, and I just feel that what is next for John Moxley, I can see him going against Bully Ray, and Bully Ray is what a heel he is on his own. Yeah, yeah. I can see him being a really good addition to the uh, to the AEW yeah. roster. That would be brilliant. And I think um, the biggest name is uh, CM Punk. Oh, yeah. I'm just oh, going to yeah. throw it out there. Throwing it out there, it's a big one. I just don't. Fish. I just don't. Uh, I don't think he's finished in wrestling. Okay. Everybody, a lot of people believe that he 
has done, he's finished. I can understand why from what I've read and heard from the horse's mouth himself. Um, but, yeah, I still think he's got something left. He needs that. If, if not, come back and have one great big match. He mm. needs that. I think the way he exited was just, yeah, it was too quiet yeah. for him. But, yeah, CM Punk, I mean... What an impact that would be. That would be a hell of an impact. That would, uh, that would be up, wouldn't it? That would be a great addition. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that would be frightening. Um, but I would like them to concentrate on what they have got already in front of them. Yeah, they've got a lot of talent, haven't they? Yeah, they've got a lot of talent. Like I say, Sammy Guevara, Ray Phoenix. Uh, they've got a lot of good people in front of them. I think utilise them a bit more. Probably pushing Ricky Starks into a bit yeah, more of yeah. something. That would be great to see. Yeah. But um, no, I think they need to start slowing it down. They don't. They're probably a couple of more signings, yeah. If they're XWE wrestlers or XTNA, WCW, whatever, yeah, that's fine. But then I think they should just stop that for a while and then revert back and, and concentrate on what they've got in front of them because they've got a lot of talented individuals. Yeah. So yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and what do you think that they need to improve on? And is there anything that you you know you don't like at AEW? Um, as for is there anything I don't like in AEW? Not really. I, I mean, um, I like everything about it, especially this year. I can't criticise anything. I think it's been great. I think the difficult thing for them is... Obviously, the COVID thing hasn't helped with their storytelling. Yeah, of course. I think the chemistry and storytelling in the ring, in terms of their wrestling matches, is off the charts. Yeah. But I feel that promos and feuds and building towards a great big match, I think that needs a bit of work on. I mean, it's getting better. Mm. But still, they're a learning company. They've only been going for not even two years. Yeah. So they are in, they're in for a really good year. Let's face it, last year was a bit of a write-off for every wrestling promotion. Yeah. It didn't really happen. But, I mean, it's great that they continued. You know, they, they put on shows through this horrible time. Mm. But last year, 2020, wasn't great. Yeah. It wasn't a very good year for the promotion. But they carried on. I mean, what I see is I see this growing. I mean, there's not going back to your question. I don't really see anything wrong with it. There's no, there's no, uh, there's nothing like major with it that's going on. I just, if I'm being a bit picky, yeah, building to feuds, promos can be better. Yeah, that would be great to see. But no, I mean, uh, I think it's uh, it's it's really going on to do some amazing things. I mean, look at it at the minute. We just saw it's beating NXT in the ratings. Yeah, it's a good, yeah, really good start. So that's it? a great yeah. start. I mean, if it's beating NXT, I mean, watch out Raw and SmackDown. And it yeah. can, it, it, yeah. people say oh, it won't happen. Mark my words, I think it will happen. Yeah. One day, maybe not today or in a few months' time. But I certainly think that... Um, a year down the line, I think they'll be heavily competing with the WWE. Globally, no, they're, they're, the WWE are too far too ahead. Yeah. But I do think that, that they are really, really climbing up to their level. Yeah. I mean, in terms of wrestling action, like I've just said to you, they're the best promotion going. So I think, yes, the wrestling is better than the WWE at the minute. Yeah. I mean, that's my opinion. And I just think that, like going back to saying, we're seeing one or two, maybe three, Amazing pay-per-view quality matches every week on a weekly show. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And do you think um, do you think they've got enough pay-per-views? Do you like how it's spread out? Or do you think they should have more pay-per-views? What are your thoughts on that? Um, 
It's very, it's very kind of like it's not traditional. Obviously, WWE has a pay per every month, but these guys are very different to that. Well, going back to that, I mean, we're having these, we're having these special episodes of Dynamite, aren't we? Yeah. So that's uh, that's like a pay per view, isn't it? Going on sometimes they have a one and two night thing going on, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, I think yeah, maybe maybe a couple of more pay per views thrown in there for the year would be great. But I think that um, the way they're going at the minute is awesome. I mean, that first pay per view was incredible. I'm looking forward to the next pay per view. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things going on. I mean, I've heard that um, Kenny Omega is facing off against either Rick Swan or Moose. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Whoever wins the Impact Championship between Swan and Moose, then it's against Omega at their next um, pay per view. Mm. Um, I can't remember what their pay per view is called now, because like I said, we don't watch Impact. But yeah, that could be uh, that could be really really good. I mean, um, can you imagine Kenny Omega having two world belts from two that, promotions? Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be crazy. But then, who yeah. knows? Who, who knows? Like at the end of this year, he could have the NWA championship. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? They could bring that into play. I think that what they're doing. I mean, especially with Japan, they're doing stuff with them. Uh, they're doing stuff with Impact Wrestling. It's great to see. Yeah. I mean, Tony Khan, he's got his head screwed on. I think he's doing some amazing stuff. So. Yeah, and. Um... Tell us a little bit about the women's division as well, because obviously we haven't mentioned that. Voice. No, of course. Have you got not. any like kind of highlight stars from that? Um, well, I mean, I think that uh, Doctor Britt Baker's very yeah. good. Yeah. I think she is really cool. I think she's a really good um, heel wrestler. She's got a good um, sort of uh, character. And her wrestling ability is great. I remember that match she had where she broke her nose oh, God, or yeah. busted her face. Yeah. Oh my goodness, God. that was. Uh, that was that was terrible. That, that was, was awful. Nyla Rose, oh Nyla Rose, she's yeah. good, isn't she? She's really good. Um, there's some, yeah, there's some great wrestlers, women's wrestlers. Funda Rosa, we yeah. mentioned, she's uh, she's there now, isn't she? And um, yeah, the women's division's strong, really, really mm. strong. I mean, we're seeing some good wrestling. I mean, I think women in general. I mean, it's great to see them getting recognised more and getting more airtime on the TV. Yeah. I think it'll only get stronger. And, yeah, I wish them all the best for that. So Brilliant. Excellent. Well, we're going to obviously wrap everything up in a minute. But before we go, James, have you got any clues or do you want to tell us about what's going on next week? Right, OK. Um, I mentioned a guy earlier by the name of CM Punk. Oh, yeah. So... I'm going to do a programme um, or an episode next mm. week. It's going to be a split show. So okay. half of the show we're talking about CM Punk. Right. And his um, year last year in the company, in 2013 to when he was leaving in 2014, and also the tie-in for this is we're talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, wow. Uh, his last year in the WWE before he left, which was 2002. Yeah. So... Also, what the similarities? Obviously, one came back; the other one's not come back. Yeah. Uh, two big stars in two different eras, two different generations. Yeah. I thought that would be great to talk about, so I'm excited to talk about that one. I've thought about this for the last couple of weeks, and I've come up with some really good ideas to talk about this. And um, no, I'm, I think it's important. I think it's come the right time to talk about CM Punk yeah. and uh, his WWE run. I don't know the ins and outs of Austin and CM Punk. Only as a fan that I'm going to say what I think and believe is right. Yeah. But uh, I'm looking forward to talking about the first part of the show on Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
him in 2002 and CM Punk in 2013 to when he left in his last pay-per-view of Royal Rumble 2014. So, yeah, that's what uh, we'll be talking about next week. Exciting. So, one for the uh, Punk and Austin fans next week, definitely. All right, guys. Well, um, we're going to wrap everything up. Uh, Please listen to the podcast on Spotify. We've got Twitter and Instagram as well. Obviously, you're more than welcome to drop us a message. If you've got any topics that you want to talk about, please let us know. Um, Do you want to say bye, James? Thank you very much for listening. Um, we're doing really well in the um, the ratings at the minute, so we're enjoying we're what we're doing. We're the demo gods, aren't we? We're the demo gods, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we're excited. We're keeping it going because, like I say, your support is um, has been fantastic and we really value that. So I want to say thank you very much for listening and um, I'll look forward to seeing you next week on Leave It On The Mat. Yeah, yeah.